You're now locked in to another episode of Unboxing Scripture. Just friends hanging out, reading unfamiliar and familiar scriptures, unpacking truths that we can apply to our daily routine, a fun look at the Word of God, a chance to laugh and learn at the same time. Welcome to Unboxing Scripture, not your typical unboxing channel. Hey, welcome to another episode of Unboxing Scripture. I'm excited. I've got Corey Mann in here right now. Corey, how you doing? I'm great. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And then sitting across from Corey is Huck Bryant Huckleberg. I should say the official, your your birth name, not your podcast studio nickname, I guess. Everybody knows me as Huck. That What's going great. on? So, and we are jumping into 1 Samuel chapter 14 and... Uh, I'm a bit of a, a Spider-Man fan. I think, Corey, you're in that same boat. I'll agree with you. And uh, I love, everyone knows David in Scripture. Mm -hmm. Every, everyone knows David because David is well-recognized. But David has this best friend, Jonathan. And Jonathan, I think, is just as crazy as David. David's known for taking on a lion, a bear, Goliath, all the stuff that he did in his youth. However, Jonathan has these moments that we kind of get to hang out with him here in first Samuel 14 where you see he has these crazy what you would call like giant faith moments mm -hmm. where he faces his own stuff so in first Samuel chapter 14 there's the story of Jonathan and his armor bearer yeah. let me say this I didn't know if we were going to concentrate on one particular verse so I just read through it a couple of times okay. over the weekend and then again this morning and here's how I study the Bible if we're going to talk about this at all is I ask God to just kind of lead the way. What am I looking for here when it comes to this particular chapter? Yeah. Now, of course, I think it's real smart to never take a, a story out of context. And so go do your homework previous. Go do your homework post of what happens after this. Yeah. But to me, John, yeah. this is a big um, transition moment of leadership oh, between yeah. Jonathan's dad and the incoming king who just ends up being the best friend of, of Jonathan. But the couple things I wrote down here was, and I didn't know this about this, but I leaned in, was uh, he's really good at archery, and he's really good at slinging. I didn't know it was called slinging. Yeah. So immediately I'm thinking of David and the rocks. Yeah. Right? So I'm guessing that's slinging. Yeah. Um, another thing that comes to mind is, uh, and I think you touched on it just a little bit of, he looks to his armor bearer, so there's just two guys. And he says, let's go this path to the outposts. And God does what he does, whether there's an army or whether there's a few, like you and I, or there's a whole army. Right. Mm -hmm. So one, this dude's got courage. Yeah. Like lightning in a bottle courage. But he also says here, and I highlighted the word perhaps. So he's an optimistic guy. Yeah. Perhaps the Lord will help us out, which I thought was interesting. So does that mean he was... There was doubt there. Well, it's just this whole thing on the inside of him. Like, I know God is able. I don't know if he will, but let's go anyways. Which yeah. I love. Which like, shows just tremendous faith. Or right? he, knows, he knows what his stuff is. Like, I'm good at two or three things. Yeah. You know, if you were to ask me, like, in a job interview, here's what I'm good at. Archery, slinging, and, you know. Having faith. Whatever. <laughs> I think he just knows who he is as he continues to become yeah. this man of God that we don't hear a ton about, but I just think he knows who he is. He's like, hey, I'm going to do this whether it happens or not. Perhaps God's going to step in and help us out. 
but I know this is what I'm called to do in this moment. Yeah, because when you dig into this chapter, like it starts off, you, you think of this story like this is Jonathan's assignment, and it's not. He snuck away from camp yep. to go do this. Like this is him sneaking out, leaving, not letting his dad know. Because, I mean, if you walked up to your dad, who's the king, who brought 600 guys to go fight these guys, and say, hey, dad, me and my buddy, who has no weapons— are going to go confront the enemy. He'd be like, no, you're not. Masters of slinging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I think this speaks so big about having the right people around you when you're believing God for crazy moments. Mm-hmm. Like one of the, my, my biggest pullaways, isn't it how crazy Jonathan is? is it, I mean, it's not the faith that he has in God, although that is evident in this moment. It's what his armor bearer, who has no sword, no weapon, says to him. Like, it's in verse 7. You know, Jonathan looks at the armor bearer in verse 6 and says, hey, let's go confront these guys. Maybe we'll win, maybe we won't. And the armor bearer looks at him and says, do all that is in your heart. Go then. Here I am with you according to your heart. Yeah. Like, that's the the trust that he had in him, in his buddy. They just said, let's go. And he was just like, let's go. Well, I mean, who is it in your life that's looking at you when you're believing God for things? saying, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. What's in your heart for this? Mm-hmm. What's God saying to you? What's coming out of your heart? I'm with you. Well, let me put you on the spot. Come on. You're the Jonathan at your church. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. You're okay. a leader, but there are followers. There are people that don't have mm. the skill set or the vision of what you want to accomplish. Okay. So they'll do whatever you're asking me to do. I'm going to follow you and do that. That's, wow. That, yeah. That to me is what that <laughs> Come is. on. You got your leaders in this world. You've got your leaders and your followers. Yeah. He's a follower. He's really good at it, but he knows that my job is to He'll help lead. you do what you need to do. Mm. You know, the, you're talking about the armor bearer. Yeah. So the armor bearer is the one saying, man, I know my job is to help you. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's, it, it goes back to like, in 99 and 2000, when that Purpose Driven Life with Rick Warren came out, and it yeah. just seemed like every pastor in America was talking about that. And I, I bought into it hook, line, and sinker. Sure. And then a couple of years go by, and I think about calling. And you know what? There's many times in this Bible that you can unpack where the calling ain't that sexy. And it ain't yes. that awesome. Yes. And it ain't that cool. For yeah. example, the armor bearer. Mm. he's so much of a nobody we never get a name that's true you don't ever know the guy's name and that happens over and over in scripture where people do amazing things and you don't even get you to know their don't name get the credit for it what we oh, talk about lunch yeah. amazing things would happen if you're not worried about who's going to get credit yeah and this whoever this guy is might be one of those guys where it's just like i'm gonna do what i'm told and i'm gonna do it really well you know mm. see that's cool that is cool. I like that. But I was, yeah, but I was, I, did I finish that thought? The, the purpose, the you know, your purpose or whatever your calling is, sometimes it's being the right person in the right spot to get your photo taken. So that photo makes it back to America to yeah. show people with money that there are people hurting on the other side of the planet. And yeah. if I buy into this ministry, I can help that person. Mm-hmm. And all it was was a photograph, but that's... That was what that person's purpose was. Yeah. And it's and not awesome, moment. but Dude. it's it's those little moments like that. Yeah. How often when you see a picture, you can recognize the person in the picture, but you have no clue who the person was that took it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's... Yeah. And that was his job or her job. Right. And the yeah. whole world is... Like, the whole world right now is like, look at me. Look what I'm doing. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah. Well, that's called I mean, Instagram. <laughs> yes. Like, 
based, mean, yeah. And it happened. I'm speaking from experience. Come on, talk. Yeah, it comes from, I mean, I'm speaking from experience. I lived my life as, for so many years, you know, look at me, look at me. And it wasn't until, you know, he shifted me. I'll say he, he shifted me and changed me. It was like, no, look what he did with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look what he did through me. Let me use that to show others how good he is. Yeah. But I was, go ahead. No, you. I was looking, I was reading down a little bit farther, and I like how it, it says that the Philistines called him out. Oh, yeah. And they were like, and <laughs> wait, and I just, I was reading it, I was reading down into it more. It's talking a, about It's a signal. Talking about when the Philistines said, oh, look, here come the Hebrews out of their holes. Out of their holes, yeah. And it was like, like the two of them, you know, like, oh, yeah. there's two. And like they're well, like laughing at him and joking at him. Like, well, come on, two of them? Yeah, and if you read, like, the, the verses talk about, like, okay, number one, that shows you the way the enemy looks at you. He's mocking you when he first sees you. Mm, yep. And two, he, I think they saw, like, his head peek above a rock. <laughs> because it's not shortly after that they say that. That it says he stood up. He went from his hands and his feet and stood up. So it's like, I'm, I was wondering, like, how in the world did they see him? What did they see that they were like, oh, here they come? But then right after that, Jonathan and, uh, and his armor bearer take on, like, the first 20 guys that come at him, and they kill him. It says it, says, it, says it very po- uh, poetically and very clean, like PG, and they fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer. They destroyed these guys. You know, the slinger, the sword, the archer. Yeah. And what's crazy is, like, the way the message reads it, uh, which the message is a paraphrase. So this guy is, you know, putting his own words to this story. But it's great because the, me- the message translation or the, the message Bible Says the armor bearer grabbed rocks and crushed their skulls. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that is because he had no weapon. Right. He was just like, I'm with you. You're not doing this alone. And then when the enemy shows up, he grabs rocks. What do doesn't, you uh, doesn't it get a little further in the story? <laughs> I'm using they're, what I got. <laughs> they're they're killing each other. Like the Philistines are yes. killing each other. So part of me is like, does That's... God step in in a supernatural moment and goes, watch this? Because I get the math. Be two versus 20. Mm-hmm. But maybe the Philistines think they see more than two. Yes. Because Jonathan and the arm bear, the armor bear, did the natural so he could do the super. I'm sorry, I'm bringing that back oh. from previous, but that's just, that's what went through my head right there. Yeah, that's what it is. And absolutely, actually, when the army starts going crazy, we'll just yeah. say, and starts fighting themselves, that's when Saul's like, hey, is everybody here? And he starts doing a head count and discovers yeah. everybody's at camp except for Jonathan and his armor bearer. Yeah, that's it, like, can it make it worse that it's his own son? I know. Is there a worse moment? I mean, I could just see this happening. Like, who was the guy that was like, "Hey, are you are you sure Jonathan's not here, yeah. are, <laughs> sir?" I'm, po- I'm positive. positive. Counted ninety eight three times. It's it's ninety eight. Ninety nine <laughs> and one hundred are not here. Here's another thing about Saul. I Come noticed. On. You'll be cursed if you eat. I want my revenge. Cloudy, oh, yeah. cloudy judgment, cloudy leadership, which leads to his his demise. I mean, there's so many little moments here. Yeah. What's the other one of? You're talking about, yeah, because you follow through this chapter, and that's where Saul is saying, hey, nobody gets what, you know, nobody gets taken care of before, before me. And this mm-hmm. is from verse 24. Yeah. Who eat, 
Let a curse fall on anyone who eats before evening. First of all, why would you tell a soldier that? Before I have full revenge on, wait for it, my enemies. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were our enemies. This is this is a you thing. Yeah. That I'm fighting for a you thing. Um, oh, just selfish man. moments. Um, that that um, to go. But I just love Jonathan going. Does a little bit of honey deserve death? Yes, Dad. Yeah, because no, because he eats. <laughs> yeah, they they go into the forest. They find honey literally just all over the ground, yeah. he, and he eats from the honey. And someone's like, "Dude, your dad just declared an oath that if anybody eats before him, before he gets his revenge, they're gonna die." And he's like, "That's dumb." Yeah, he's like, "Look how revitalized I feel. Look at how bright my eyes are." My dad doesn't know anything. Don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of really doesn't. It's well, and it almost beckons back to the idea, like Jonathan in the beginning of this story looks at the enemy as enemies of God. Mm. Like he's saying, "Hey, what's to stop God from delivering them over to us?" Like he recognized they're against God, not just against him. And it takes you almost to David. David on the battlefield has this same attitude that Jonathan does. Yeah. Like, okay, you're here, Goliath, you're insulting God. I'm going to show up, but God's going to be the one that's delivering you to me. Like this day, this is what's going down. It's that same thing. And the distraction is Saul thinking it's about him. <sighs> I mean, oh, I'm speechless. I was just, I'm trying to think of everything you're talking about. And- Jonathan was the first person to sing, this is how I fight your battles. <laughs> this is how I fight your battles. I'm kidding. But I did look, I looked up while you were talking, you know, and like when, they, when you were talking about how uh, the Philistines started fighting themselves. Yes. Yeah. And it actually, it says it here at the end of 15 that it was a panic sent by God. Yeah. Come on. So it confirmed what you were what you were thinking. I wasn't sure if you had saw that or not. I had not seen that. So, no. Like so that's why why like you a guys supernatural changing of physicality. Like you're looking at this guy that you've come up in the ranks with. Yeah. And all of a sudden, well, he looks like the enemy. Yeah. Panic. And then he has the enemy army take themselves out. Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> it says Saul, it says Saul and all his men assembled to go to the battle. Yeah. And then when they get there, they find the Philistines in total confusion. Yeah. Striking each other with their swords. I just picture it sounds funny right now. Yeah. Like, what, what are you doing? Like the commanders in the army, like, what are you doing? You're on the same team. Well, the 600 that's rolling with Saul instantly like high five each other. Like, yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank Got the night you. Off. Yeah. Thank you, God, just, for showing up today. I just. But that's, I mean, how many times, though, do we feel like we have to fight the battle? Mm. Come on. I mean, in this. Every day. Yeah. It's, and, like it's not our battle to fight. It really isn't. Well, and what was Jonathan doing with his armor bearer? He was initiating that God's going to do this for us. Because he says, what's to stop God from delivering the enemy to us and winning this, whether by few or by many? Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, Jonathan's like, hey, I'm just going to initiate giving God access to hand this battle over to us. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to go up, we're going to show ourselves to the enemy. If they say this... God's going to make us look bigger than what we are. Yeah, he's like, if they say this, then we know we got it. And like 20 guys come up, and two guys that snuck out of camp... It's kind of a guy and a half, actually. I mean, It is, because one guy has no weapons. I mean, but you got to think, if he's carrying armor, the dude's got to have some kind of muscle, right? Dude, no. No? No. 
I do not. No name of Gooch. I mean, we don't know anything no about No name of Gooch. <laughs> I mean, you, I don't know. Uh-uh. I would like to think this guy's like a bodyguard. I would think but he would I don't be bigger think so. than, I think he would be bigger than Jonathan because if he doesn't have to carry the, all that weight all the time and he's got Being Jonathan's right hand man might be something to consider. Like, who that type of person would want to be my, yes, you know, being my eyes and ears or whatever. And see, that goes. Mm. That goes to like going back to where you said like there's Come leader, on. there's leaders and followers like yeah like even if like if you ex- like when you find out like what your role is like okay I'm maybe I'm not a leader but I'm gonna do everything that I can to serve the leader. Well, here's my is thing. That, it doesn't make sense. No, no, I'm yeah, I'm with you because he had to have the kind of armor bearer that when he looked at him and said, "Hey, I've got an idea. Let's sneak out of camp." There's two type of people in my life. There's the person yeah. that I'm like, hey, I've got this idea. We're going to sneak out and do this. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> that's against yeah, you, the rules, bro. Yeah. You know that person that's like, no, we're not doing that. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm telling dad. I'm telling your dad. If you if you think you're sneaking out of camp, if you think you're going to, who yeah. do you think you are? That's, I mean, shoot. Yep. How many times do you see that in scripture where? Do you think Jonathan would have gone by himself if the armor bearer was like, no way? Do you think you would have went, uh, I'm still going to go? I mean, I, th- I think he would have that kind of faith. I want to say just from listening or just from just from really know. listening to you guys talk. But like, that's just going to make me want to dive deeper into my new Bible tonight. You I'm going to say I, mean? I want to say yes, but I want to say I don't know. Yeah. I if would, the armor bear actually said that'd be a bad idea or he'd go, thank you for your whatever. Yeah. Yes. Really? I think he I think he was set. On what he was going to do, because that's how he's wired. Come on. Uh, I think yep. he yep. I was, was just inviting him into the adventure. Oh, whoa. Yeah. The invitation of come with me and we're about to do something. You know, just that whole, hey, perhaps the Lord will intervene. Okay. It's such a huge word. Come on. No, you, you, I'm just running into that statement. He was inviting him into the adventure. How many times have I said no when someone's invited me into the adventure of what God is setting up? Give me Can a I word. jump forward real far, real quick? Because oh, I just want to make sure I yeah. get this idea out of my head. I, yeah. Um, so Saul says, hey, we got a problem here. Oh, yeah. We're he in- ate the honey. Mm-hmm. This is this is my son. We're big trouble. Got to make the altar. We got to kill the food and get the blood out of it, which none of that would have happened if he wouldn't have made such a stupid oath. D- yes. You know, none of that would have happened. But just the idea that the 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 warriors and the army stood up for Jonathan in that moment and pushed back. I read this. And I yes. read that, and I thought, how many times in our lifetime, and let's even go last five years, last five years, mm-hmm. where that has needed to happen. Yeah. And not to get either political or whatever, but there's a line that's being drawn in the sand where you know what's right, whatever it is in your life, and there's a couple other that agree with you, and you kind of have to stand up and say something. Like, yeah. I can't, like, I can't, that moment of Popeye, it's all I can stand, I can't stand no more, you know? And mm. you got to say something, and you have to push back because you know it's right, and you know it's true. And um, I just love that part where they were kind of quiet this whole time, and then all of a sudden, they, oh, hang on a second. Yeah. You stink as king. And, um, yeah, Jonathan's not wrong because he's, it's like a care for him. Yeah. And I mean, Jonathan, Jonathan is showing care for the soldiers and they're like, and all you're trying to do is use us. 
And yeah, it just shows probably the history of what Jonathan's done with those guys. Yeah, like he's earned <sighs> that respect. money in their bank and the yeah. respect. Yeah, I've gone and, to battle with you. Yeah, the easiest way is to just point the flaw of your son didn't hear that oath. Yeah, and as a smart militant guy with a militant mind, you have to eat to power the fuel of the body to fight. And you're telling us all, no one gets to eat until I get my revenge. Right. Which, which by the way, that's a reenactment. That's which, how Saul talks. No one gets to eat until I get my revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got an audio Bible, and I, I've, I've nailed it. I've, I've nailed it, you guys. Yeah, okay. So if I were to break this story into, like, modern day, it's the difference of people getting stuck on, like, a tradition in church when someone's out there just trying to love and, and serve. And sometimes we're like, hey, no, I'm glad you're out there loving and serving people but it needs to be done this way under these rules and this guideline. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, how many times are there in scripture where you see the disciples come to Jesus at one point and they're like, Hey, these guys are preaching and these guys are doing this. And Jesus is okay with someone else preaching other than him. You know, and too many times we get stuck, I think on, well, it has to be done this way. Yeah. Yeah. And I sure hope if, you haven't learned a life lesson in the last 18 months where you've, you've got to pivot. Oh, come <laughs> you on. You must pivot uh, to survive and to evolve. Uh, I can't tell you guys how many times in my job I've heard, well, we've never done it that way before. Yeah. Sounds a lot like Saul, doesn't it? This <laughs> uh, <laughs> is the way we've always done it. We've never done them that way before. You know, I... I um, I respect that, but you know, you, you've got to pivot. You've got to. And now is that a moment? Have you had that moment of, have you had a Jonathan moment like that? Where I've had to pivot mm -hmm. oh. or, or just kind of like stuck to your guns. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and, and it pay off like, like it, like you knew it would. Yeah. Sometimes it goes great. Sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, we have those Jonathan moments all the time. I think all the time. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. I think the my big takeaway when you when you said uh, bring it into today and the church, perhaps the Lord will help us for nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle whether he has many warriors or only a few. Mm. How many times have we gotten on our knees and said, Lord, if you would just bless this or do this or do that, what if God's doing something over here? And he's inviting you over to that. I'm already doing a thing. Yes. Yeah. Come on. And yeah. you can come over here and be a part of what I'm doing, which, yeah. let's be honest, is going to be bigger and better. Yeah. Than your whatever you think that is. Because I'm very guilty of, God, if you would just fill in the blank. And mm -hmm. he's like, dude, I'm I'm right over here yeah. doing something, and it's fruitful, and it's growing, and it's great, and it's adventure. Come with me, mm -hmm. Jonathan, to the... Armor bear, come yeah. with me and let's let's go do this. Yeah, be a part of I mean, okay, I gotta hashtag brag on my community. Cause I think one of the things I've enjoyed about growing up here in like Warsaw has been and doing ministry in Warsaw mm -hmm. has been the way some of the churches just say, Okay, well, we're gonna leave our walls or we're gonna leave our building, we're gonna do something with you. And the whole focus is the fact that you love God, we love God. Mm-hmm. And we're in the same community. Let's love our community the way God loves us. And let's not demand that things happen with inside of our walls our way. And those events that I've been a part of, those worship nights, there was a worship night in Winona where they rented out one of the largest buildings down there in Winona. 
and it was multiple churches, and people just, they opened the doors and just did worship. It was amazing. They all came together for the one. Yeah, it was, I mean, and you couldn't say, well, it's this church doing it, because it was a a whole mess of just Christians doing worship. And it wasn't even like, you know, pastorally led thing. It was just a bunch of people that said, hey, man, we love God. Let's do a worship night. Mm. <laughs> and that's that's taking themselves out of the equation and then just putting God in the center of everything. Yeah. And just letting him work. Honestly, I can't tell. This is one of the references all the way back to the armor bear. We don't know the armor bear's name. I can't tell you the people's names that put, that, that put the worship uh, night together. Hmm. I know like one or two, but I can't tell you everybody that did it, but I can tell you I was a part of it and I got blessed by it and I thought it was stinking awesome. I love that. Yeah. I'd have liked to have been a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds awesome. It was. It was so cool. You wouldn't have took much convincing. Yeah. It <laughs> was it was cool. But that's that's the thing. I mean, man, when we don't care about our name and what's in your heart, let me help you do it. Mm. That hits home. And then I mean, taking care of the people that are serving with you. That's what John I mean, Jonathan's role later on. Yeah. Is he's taking? He's like, come on, guys, this rule is silly. Yep. Get get filled up so that you can do what it is you're out here to do. Yeah. Seeing that go, that could go all the way down to another rabbit trail or rabbit hole. We're talking about serving others. Mm. That's a different time. Yeah. Okay. This is it. Okay. Uh, I mean, I could. We could go. We we could run a little further, we but we're gonna go we're gonna wrap it into this last question based on the guest, Corey. Yes. Uh, I always pick a genre that I feel like kind of relates to them. Okay. And we could very easily go music, but I'm going to bring this a little more, I think, uh, personal, and I want to go Marvel. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I want to know, if you were to create a dodgeball team out of Marvel characters, okay, who would you want on your dodgeball team? It's you plus four characters. Team of five. Team of five. Okay. I'm going to go... Um... What's what's the goal in dodgeball again? Getting people out. Correct. Mm-hmm. Hitting them with the ball, getting them out. So yes. strength, velocity of ball. Yep. Come um on. and agility, cat like athleticism. Mm-hmm. Um you know what? Let's go Ant Man. Okay. Because it, he can shrink yep. and he can get big. Or he can get big. Okay. So he's you he's know, if he gets out, if he comes back in, he can block. He's already cheap. Uh, so I'm gonna go Ant Man. <laughs> All right. Um, why does Captain Marvel come to mind? Because he can I block have, it with the shield. Well, first of all, that's that's she. That's Captain, Captain America. Marvel. Okay. Captain America. I don't know who Captain Marvel is. You go Marvel sit in is. the corner for a minute while us <laughs> men talk. <laughs> like what in the world? Captain Marvel. I for some reason, I wonder if it's because in my mind that's the the, the big Marvel argument is is she the most powerful? I mean, it's her or Thor right yeah, now. It's her or Thor, and, and so and he was going to be one of mine, but I don't, I don't like his attitude. I'm gonna go Ant Man, Captain Marvel. I'm gonna go, um, you know, straight up leader, Captain America, Steve Rogers. Got you. And solid, um, solid team. Uh, Ant Man, Captain Marvel, Captain America, myself, and one more. Yeah. Um, boy, I gotta put Spider Man on there. I was, I was, I was wondering. I was, I was like, I was honestly, one, I was like, dude, is he going to build this team without the main man? Agile. He what can, kind of fan you are. He can, he can bounce. He can move. He can stretch. He can he use can some webbing. He's got the spider senses. Right. He's got to be mean, hard to hit. He might be my ringer. Yeah. He might be my ringer. Okay. I got yeah. a question. What? <laughs> Just for comparison to other biblical teams, 
Oh, you want to find out who his biblical team yes, would be? Yes, I okay. would like to see just to compare to other guests that you've had. Mm. What out of out of all the Bible characters? Yes. What characters would you pick to be on your dodgeball team? Wow, out of characters five in the again? Bible. Yeah, nope. am I'll, I one of the five? Yes, yes, you're one of the five. I'll give you mine. Yeah, let's since hear it. since we're running, uh, I picked Mary because she's down for anything without much instruction. Okay, like she doesn't have to understand the plan, but she's in the game. Uh, I picked Zacchaeus because he's difficult to hit, small guy. I picked the boy with the loaves and fishes because he's team oriented. I think he may not be a big thrower, but he's he's catching and bringing you in. He's keeping you there all day. You know, came prepared. Okay. And uh, oh, I picked Daniel because he's cool under pressure. Like if he was the last guy, he on, on the court, he wouldn't freak. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would bother him. I think he could handle it. Okay. So that that was my biblical biblical team right there, from the last episode. What you got? Well, I would immediately say, were you not paying attention today when you found out that Jonathan's skills are archery and slinging? And slinging. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> Jonathan, draft pick number one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jonathan's on the board. For some reason, I'm thinking of Moses, but I'm thinking mm. of early Moses, like teenager before he killed the guy Moses. Yeah. Like growing up with uh, Pharaoh and just being super athletic and doing everything, but not getting the uh, the the notices. Yeah, I got you. Um, wow, this is an interesting question. I mean, dodgeball would. Yeah, I feel I feel pretty good about Daniel too. I mean, there's some there's quite a few battles in there. Yeah, I think a bunch of other uh, middle schoolers versus a guy who's fought lions and bears and tigers. Yeah, I think he'd be good. And I uh, I'm very much about um, uh, giving everybody a chance. So I ne- I do need a female on that team. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I love this guy. I'm gonna go uh, because she's got a reputation, and Uh-oh. people would be like thinking like she ain't all that, but there's something special. Yeah, who are we going with? I'm going Rahab. Rahab the harlot. I'm I bringing like the that. harlot in as my ringer. Yeah, yeah. Some distraction. Come on, I just I think she'd have an arm on her. Yeah, I think she'd be a force to be reckoned with. I think so because I think she'd have something to prove with the other guys on the team. Exactly. Like I can do just as good as you guys can. So you're Mary. What Mar- Mary of Magdala, which Ma- Mar- Jesus's mom. Oh, okay. I brought you into this world. I'll take you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, as a fellow podcaster, yes, sir. Good luck editing this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be praying for you. Well, thank you, thank you. All right. Well, hey, this has been <laughs> unboxing scripture. Thanks for listening and hanging out with us on this episode. Hey, just remember the Bible's worth talking about. We'll see you on the next episode.